Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast. Here we are right before the new year. 2023 is on the horizon. And as always, we have Scott Jenkins, creative director of Celtic Way. And we have a special guest today, but Scott, I'm going to let you introduce him and let us know what are some exciting gifts that Celtic Way has for everybody, including the listeners of this podcast for the coming new year. Great. Thanks, Matt. Um, I, I want to introduce Frank Mills to us. Frank is a retired university professor, and that's the biggest Christmas gift for me. Is I have another teacher in our midst, and Frank is qualified, which is a lot different than me. So um, I, I think it's just it does my heart good, and you're going to all enjoy him as much. I'm going to come back to Frank so he can really delve into the couple classes that he's going to be starting with in February and. A um, couple of things to let everybody know that are pretty exciting to me. The scripture class on Wednesday morning that goes from 9 to 11 is going to continue through January. We're not going to stop. So the Gospel of Luke, we are somewhere a little bit past the halfway point. But every year we welcome new students into the class and we are quite adept at doing that. And so for the new students who come in, and want to catch up time, I do that um, for free to catch them up to where we are. And then they're going to come into a class that's been together going on three years now. And these people are the most welcoming, inviting, encouraging, great group of people. So I have absolutely no hesitation to say, though this is on our third year, you are not only most welcome to join, but you're going to fit right in and you're going to find yourself in the middle of some really, really great people. The Living the Celtic Way class that will not be going on in January, but will reconvene in February. The classes will meet on the first and third Thursday evenings of the month, and the doors to that open at 6. So from 6 to 6.30, we have a social hour, so it helps when people can get acquainted with one another. And the class then goes from 6.30 to 8. So that will be a class that is designed to give a smidgen of history. Um, there'll be some theological weavings all the way through it. It's really designed to provide a toolbox for people to live out this way, this Celtic way of living the Christian life. And it's really for people who, who don't know much about the journey. So we're just welcoming really a lot of newcomers. So it's a lot of dialogue that goes on in the class, and um, and there's uh, an outline and notes that you'll get every week, and a bibliography for every week as well. My hope is that this class will really encourage you to have a lived experience around what Celtic Christianity is all about. The third thing is, for those of you who live in Denver or Aurora, Aurora somewhere along the Front Range in Colorado, the fourth Saturday of each month, and you'll find all the details on this on our website, uh, we're going to be holding an in-person uh, event uh, that starts at 5 o'clock Denver time. 
the prayer service, the liturgy, um, will consist basically of a little bit of quiet space together to do some reading in Alexio style, some small group sharing, perhaps coming back into the big group then to offer our prayers together. Uh, and then we'll have a Eucharist that we'll share very, very informally. So we'd like to invite you to that, and we're happy to be invited back to the Heartlight Center, and they have uh, booked us for 12 consecutive months, which is a real, real honor for us. So those are some of the things that are happening from my end of the world and along, along the Front Range. We also have some invitations from people outside the state of Colorado that just came recently to do weekend seminars, um, both in Wisconsin and Illinois. So we'll see as that gets uh, fleshed out. And maybe, Matt, I can pull you and Susie into the Wisconsin event. Um, and maybe that's something we could team up and do together. We'll see. How that it goes. would be hard for us to, we wouldn't have as big of an excuse to not do it, I guess. Right. Cause that's right. We couldn't just say we can't get to Colorado if it's in right. Wisconsin. <laughs> right. no, we, would, we would absolutely make that work for sure. Yeah. And any information that you need on those classes or the live event, you can find right at CelticWay.org. And with the classes as well, there's a small charge for those, but we don't want that to get in the way of anybody being a part of it. So mm -hmm. if in any way, shape, or form the charge is a challenge for you, just reach out to us via the website and we'll make sure we get you into those classes. Yeah, and don't feel bad about it because we have a couple of donors who said up to, to up to so many people per class, they'll fill fill the bill. So yeah, that's great. We'd love to have you, whether you have the bucks or not. Yeah. Absolutely. And we have a special guest on the podcast today. I'm meeting Frank for the first time, as all of our listeners will be meeting Frank for the first time as well. Although I feel like you've talked about him a few times on the podcast already. And in our conversations, he's becoming already like a legend. And so, Scott, why don't, you, why don't you give us a little, introduction, a little introduction to Frank Mills? Yeah, well, it was such a synchronistic thing. You know, Frank, we had on our end in Colorado... We have been praying and longing and wanting somebody to join our team that would would help us spread the message and 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 teach and and really engage people. And I think it was less than a week after that prayer time that I got this email from Frank, who was like, "Hey, and I don't want to tell your story, but it was such a it was a great, you know. He's like, uh, this is kind of what I want to do. This is my background, and I was sitting in my chair, and I called down to Chris, and I said, you, "You're never going to believe this. Look at this." And she came up, and we we're reading this and kind of laughing together. And then she looked at me, and she goes, "Why would you say I'm never going to believe this? I'm the one who believes this. You need to learn how to believe this." So it's like, yeah. So Frank, it is so good to have you here. Thank you. Thank um, yeah. You. And why don't you give us a little bit about who you are and just tell us your story a little bit, and then we'll get to the classes you're offering and stuff. A little bit about me, I guess. Uh, one is I, for several years, I taught uh, Celtic courses, Celtic spirituality, Celtic Christianity, Celtic history, just a wide range of even a course on uh, Celtic law and Native American law at Merrill University in Portland, Oregon. So when I first started doing it, I was uh, kind of the, uh, I wasn't the only, only non-Catholic in the school, but uh, at least teaching Celtic, any Christianity course, I was the point. So I was kind of their token non-Catholic to get started. And I can remember having some of the uh, 
sisters coming in the class and that was quite a, quite an interesting class. It was fun. It was encouraging to me. But anyway, I got came to Celtic Christianity basically because I was, uh, even though I was a minister, I was still searching for a form of Christianity that really felt real to me, one that I felt like I just could uh, grab a hold of and believe in. I was probably starting in, well, probably starting as a kid in the Presbyterian Church, I started questioning a lot of uh, the various things I was taught in church, uh, and the various uh, doctrines and just kind of, and I'm a wanderer. I love to wander, and so the wandering gave me a chance to think about what I was actually learning and being taught, as well as what I was preaching as a minister. It, as over a period of time, I went through a real struggle, but I came to a point where I said, "Okay, this Celtic Christianity is really where I'm at. The other traditional Western traditional Christianity is not where I'm at any longer." It was kind of like I. Uh, had a disease cut out of me or something because I had, it was a real struggle, it was a real pain. It was, uh, it was hard to make that transition. Yeah. And, uh, but I made it. And what I can really say is it's really uh, touched me and changed my life about how I look at everything in life. What the Celtic, you know, what, what the Celtic way does to me, what Celtic Christianity does to me is what drives uh, everything in my teaching to what ministry I have now to Working in my garden, it's all uh, part of the Celtic way. To make a long story short, after I started doing working on this, started thinking about it, it was a book by Esther Dewall that got me really thinking mm -hmm. about how um, every earthly blessing was named in the book, how things went together. And at the same time, we moved from California to Portland. And in Portland, I was uh, decided I wanted to do some sort of Celtic uh, journal or newsletter or something or other to start teaching some of the Celtic things. And concurrent with that also was a, uh, a little group of us who started getting together at our house to discuss the Celtic way. Started like a worship service. We were a mixture of Celtic and uh, a little bit of Quaker thrown in for good measure. And uh, <laughs> But we had an interesting crew, everybody from uh, Ru uh, Russian Orthodox monk to Buddhist and Wiccan. And, and they all came and all participated. And it was uh, quite a... An interesting experience uh, on the journey to Celtic Christianity. The uh, hmm. uh, but while that was all going on, I uh, for the back to the magazine. I had interviewed uh, Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Ash, who is the Ethereum expert in England, and he happened to come to Portland to speak. And so okay. I uh, had an opportunity to meet him. And while I was talking to him, this guy who I never saw before walked up to me and he said. Uh, uh, I'm the uh, head of the uh, humanities department at Merle Hirsch University, and we've been talking about starting a Celtic studies program. Are you interested? And so that began my teaching career. I had already been a faculty, administrative faculty member at State University, so this was kind of a, a switch to actually do some teaching. Uh, and so that got, got, us, got going, and as I said, the kids asked the questions, and I got, uh, uh, got thinking about... Uh, what this was all about and how to start working, building my own uh, knowledge up to stay one step ahead of them because they were always, always <laughs> seeming to be equal to where I was. And so it was it was a good experience. I really enjoyed it. I retired and uh, kind of got sidetracked doing urban planning, uh, which is my other hat, uh, urban actually visioning, future visioning, and uh, neighborhood behaviors. But that even, even that was driven by the Celtic understanding of how everything is woven together. Uh, 
Well, they came back to Ohio to retire by the Lake Erie. And mm. here are the, uh, had again another opportunity to start teaching again with the uh, Warren Moore Institute in Lincoln, Nebraska, and did some online classes with them. And that got me thinking, okay, I need to use this talent, I guess, to start God saying, got to teach again. And so that was my call to uh, Scott, email to Scott and saying, hey, what can I do? I'm intrigued. Is there a way I can help you? And that's pretty much it. I think, too, uh, one of the things I'm learning, and Frank is just such an existentially important example of this, is that in our journey, the call to let go, to get out of the way, right? To step aside and say, okay, I'm going to stay open. I want to open up my heart. This is a desire of my heart, but I still want to hear and see what what's happening, you know. I'm just thinking we're in a season, Frank, you know, we just got to keep getting the word out there. And more people will come, you know. So tell us, tell us about the the two classes that are filling your heart. Two, uh, it was two classes, as you mentioned. The first one is the Celtic worldview, and it's uh, I look at the Celtic worldview as being a weaving. Everything is woven together. You can't uh, separate uh, anything from anything else. It has to all work together. If you use one word to describe the Celtic way, you know, I think it would be wholeness. But I would spell, play with the idea of holy and holiness. And holiness. so it's a W-H-O-L-Y-N-E-S-S, or however you want to put that together. But you right. can't, that's the Celtic way. You can't separate wholeness from holiness. It all goes together. So the first class basically is taking, or, or course, I should say, it's four weeks, is taking uh, a, an in-depth look at that. It's kind of an introductory class, and it's touching upon each way the Celts in uh, using myth and uh, uh, Celtic Christian verse and say the saints and some other things to touch upon how they looked at the world, how they viewed the cosmos, taking an in-depth look at how the Celtic wove their idea of uh, wholeness together into their life. Actually, when I, when I was putting this together, I, somebody asked me why I wanted to do this. And I said, well, if, it's just, if it's, this is the way they look at if all the life is holy and all life is whole, then how could you not want to look at it, explore it, examine it? Because it presents a way of living that for our fragmented world, we're a very fragmented society. This presents a whole way of looking at it. So that's kind of the, the gist of that course. The second one is the Song of Three Cauldrons, an ancient wisdom song, which is a, a little bit more in depth, again, four weeks. The song itself is found in an, it's a combination of Welsh and Irish, two different uh, writers, uh, found in a Irish legal codex. And I'm always intrigued about how the poem got, on wisdom got into a legal con, uh, uh, codex. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that when, uh, when we have the class. But basically, it's the Celtic Song of Wisdom or the Song of Three Cauldrons uh, talks about three cauldrons that are inside of us, metaphorically inside of us. And it's basically how these cauldrons nurture divine wisdom within us. And again, for the Celts, all wisdom is divine. If, if it's not divine, if you go out and do something that's not uh, whole and holy, then it's not wisdom. It's uh, and, and it gets into the whole question of bad and evil and those things, and we'll touch upon that in, in the course. But basically, it's how those uh, how our wisdom works in our body, in our mind, our psyche, soul, whatever. For the Celts, it's all one. Uh, works works together through us, and then it's spewed as they as the poem says spewed out into the world 
to change the world. And the whole, I think hopefully in the course we'll uh, learn not only how it works, but what it, how it acts, or how not only how it works in us, but how it acts in the world, and and what and how we are responsible for how it acts in the world. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a four week <clears throat> class. Both of those are in February. Frank, have you ever come across somebody? So, like I shared a little bit of the course description with the people I work with downtown who are in their twenties and thirties, and everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, stop! What's a cauldron?" Okay, a cauldron is well, you know, the old witch's pot. That's, yeah, that's a cauldron, and the cauldron is very important in Celtic myth, Celtic, uh, even Celtic Christianity. In many ways, the cauldron in Celtic symbolism for Christianity has become the baptismal font. Nice, and that, and we'll touch on that all that in the uh, the song of the three cauldrons. See. Yeah, I'm just very, I'm just at this place of really good gratitude, Frank, because I think as soon as people enter into your first class, their their, their first experience with you, they're going to be captured, captivated. They're going to be like, well, this is the real deal. So well, thank you. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm expecting to learn from the people in the class too. It's oh, going yeah. to be give and take. I'm thinking of following your example where you open the meeting a half hour early and just have time for people to talk and chat, get to know each other and maybe ask about something they're not clear on. It has been such an integral part of both the classes I do, you know, and people will comment like that when I do the evaluations at the end, people will always say, you know, it was great getting to know each other. I mean, they really felt this connection and now living the Celtic ways on our second go around and the people are like signing up again. Oh, you know, when we have a break, when I told them we were going to break for the month of January, they're like, what? No. I'm like, yeah, really? I'm old. I'm on a break here. And um, But they're like, man, maybe we'll just do our own Zoom and we'll get together and have wine and cheese together. I said, do it. Go for Why it. Not? I mean, Why not? Yeah. Because, I, you know, Matt, you and I were talking the other day about like you and Susie were sensing it's time for people to come together in person, mm-hmm. right? Yes, right. That's that's what people miss. And the Celtic mm-hmm. spirit of the whole thing is just wonderful to experience as a group, whether you know each other initially or mm-hmm. not. Just It's the kind of soil that just breeds this, like, hey, I mm-hmm. want to get to know more about right. this. I want to get to know more about you. It's just very, very yeah, cool. Be, it's going to be fun. I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, uh, and we'll get looking forward to getting to know people. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's encouraging when you find out people that really want to know about the, the Celtic way, because you you can't you it's uh, the Celt like you say Celtic way is about community. It's not yeah. about us being loners. Yeah. I mean, yes, you went out the monks went out and wandered and they had their hermitage, but they always were required to come back to the monastery, back to the company. Yeah, and they always brought a gift of wisdom with them when they came back. And then that contributed to the, the well-being of the monastery. We need that community. And you just never know from where it's going to come. I right, right. got an email from a woman <clears throat> who had come across our podcast and then the website, and she called and she said, can we have coffee? And I was like, I normally, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, but okay, I just felt something. So we met for coffee. And I love the way she articulated it. She's like, you know, I've had these beliefs inside of me, but I never heard them outside of me at church. 
And when I came across the podcast and began listening to some of the core values and the core beliefs of the Celtic way, I just had to meet you and ask, is this real? <laughs> is this really exist? Are there really people who are doing this today? And, oh, man, I was writing down bibliography, books for her to read, groups for her to contact. And she was, I mean, she had tears in her eyes. She said, this is the kind of Christian spirituality I'm longing for. And I just thought, yeah, you and me both, so many, many people. I think in, in uh, one of the gifts, uh, Celtic Christianity uh, really gives us and has provided us, especially at Samhain, when the veil between people in this life and the people in the next life you know, becomes very close. Today, my daughter would have been 52 years old, so she's really fresh on my mind. She died on December 12, 2020. And as I was talking to my hygienist at the dentist office, all this is woven together. She's a very spiritual person. And she says, you know, I want you to know we're praying for you and Chris and, and everything. And, and she said, I want you to know, Scott, we believe in the communion of saints. Do you have something like that? I'm like, oh, yeah, we have that. We really believe that. She, she put her hand on my shoulder and she said to me, then take heart. Take heart. Because that's that's the truth of what we're what we're all headed towards. Someday we'll all be together again, even in the dentist chair. And then, of course, right after that, she says, "Okay, sit back, open your mouth. We gotta get to it." <laughs> so I like that about Celtic Christianity. It's very earthy, very real. Yeah. So I'm looking at two of my favorite people. You guys are both very special gifts to me and uh, I'm looking for a good relationship down the road we'll see what happens you can find Celtic Way on Facebook at Celtic Way Colorado you can also find us on Instagram at Celtic Way Official and of course our website is www.celticway.org be sure to consider becoming a sustaining member to assure that the Celtic Way education and spirit continues on